the changes in you were so notable that what it's like, well, I guess I'm your sister. So that's kind of like unfair advantage, but it's almost, it almost is like you're thinking out loud. Like I can hear what you're thinking. And when you, um, before you found fitness, I think that your internal thoughts that I could hear out loud were a lot of really loud insecurities, just like screaming insecurities and, um, and constant like judging yourself. And when you come around now, I don't hear those screaming. It sounds like confidence. The big question is this. In a world of fake Instagram models and bad diets, how do real people achieve their fitness goals? We are an army of hardworking women changing their lives through fitness and health. Wherever you are at on your journey, we have the answers to how to make working out and eating well a part of your life. Join us in changing the dialogue for women everywhere. Welcome to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. Hi guys, welcome back to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Kelsey. You see how I went with like a, a different... It was real it was real serious sounding. Yeah. Like I went down. Hello everyone. No. <laughs> it was like the nightly news. <laughs> oh. Well, we went Rydell High and now we're nightly news. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going, but you know when you have one of those days where you're like, I'm an, I know what to do. I'm gonna really crush this day. I'm gonna rock it. I'm going to, I'm going to have a very large cup of coffee and then it completely backfires because the coffee just made, like you overdid it. And so now you're just like nervous and jittery and freaking out and you can't actually get anything done. Does that happen? A- that, that happened to me. Yeah, that totally happens. That happened to me earlier in the week and I was like crushing it. I like made several cups of coffee and I don't drink caffeine after 12 so I consumed them all within a like for some reason I'm like I know I can't consume any coffee caffeine after 12 so I'm gonna get it all in <laughs> like that's that how that works I know right so I'm like I'm gonna get it all in and I like woke up really early so I started really early on the caffeine intake like I started the caffeine intake at like six and then by 10.30, I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what's happening. I, I have way too many things, and now I'm not getting enough done, and I, now I'm just overwhelmed. And I, like, completely shot, like, any, like, actually productive, like, the the most productive, because then I was just, like, overwhelmed. That's, what's, that's where I'm at. And you have a little bit more of a, a tolerance. <laughs> For me, it's just, like, if I drink the whole coffee. If I drink the whole coffee, then that's me saying, like, all right let's do this. Like I'm going to get down with this day. And I drank the whole cup and now I'm miserable and I'm freaking out and I haven't got anything done. And I just feel like I'm, I'm freaking out, I'm man. sprinting in my chair, but like I'm not going anywhere. It's, I totally feel that. <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be a bad day. <laughs> no, it's going to be a good day. <laughs> it's still going to be a good day. I've, I've been noticing this, um, 
like trend or pattern a lot of times. Like if something happens, and I know everyone knows this, but if something happens like at the beginning of your day and then you're like, I've heard Isley say this a lot, like, oh, I'm just like brain dead today. Or am I, and I'm like, it's 9 a.m. You're not putting that expectation on for the rest of the day. Like pull it together. You had a bad moment. That could be five minutes, or you could put it on your whole day. Right, like, try to pull my. We have to really back like our like one hour or two hours of over caffeinated. Drink some more water, have some food, and then continue mm-hmm. with the rest of your day. A little water, make a piece of the caffeine <laughs> out, and start feeling normal. Again. I don't do well with stimulants. Anyways, so I'm going to try not to be like freaking out and like, but I think, you know what I think I did with the intro? Oh, you know what I did? I was like, you went the other other direction. I'm freaking out on the inside and I'm like, everyone can hear that you're going to freak out. So go the other way with it. So then I was like, hello. (laughs) everything's fine here nothing to see everyone's fine no one's freaking out keep it moving i do that so much too especially if i'm in a bad mood and then we like start something or you're in a bad mood i'm overly excitable it's (laughs) i know what to do the compensation is like real all right i'm gonna let it all hang out and just go with my caffeine nightmare yeah So today's podcast is going to be such a, well, first of all, it's a long overdue one because I'm like, I've had this on my list to do forever. We've had this on our list and we want, have been wanting to talk about this topic forever, but I was scrolling through the Facebook group and I saw a post that just reminded me like of every reason we wanted to do this episode it just like prompted me to be like, you know what? That's it right there. She fucking said it. Oh, see, that's what happens when I go over Can you leave that out? <laughs> I think it's fine. <laughs> Keep it rolling. Sorry for the kids. We have like one rule. It's like you can say shit, you can say whatever. Like don't say the F word. <laughs> one full cup of coffee and you'll get me rolling F bombs all the fr- Okay. So Kayla Diaz posted her, we often see her sort of before and now photos of her progress. And we see this a lot. We, it's a fitness group. So a lot of people are making really amazing progress with their health, their fitness, their body composition, like they're doing incredible things. And, um, you know, we always say like a really good way to uh, reflect on that is to take progress photos because you can really see like how far you've come. So she posted her progress photos from doing TTSL and obviously it's incredible. Like, I mean, whoa, crazy changes. She led the post off with stuff you can't see. And I just, this was like music to my ears because obviously you're looking at her pictures and you're going, whoa, this is a woman that has changed her body composition dramatically. I think she said she lost 30 pounds, like 25 inches, just ridiculous stuff. But she let it off with stuff you can't see. And I just want to read her post. Do you mind if I just read it? I just loved it. 
<laughs> we can't really ask her now, so we're just going <laughs> to Sorry, <laughs> Kayla. He didn't want this shared with the world. But it I, I don't know. I'm just so proud of the way that she put this. I just think she put it beautifully. And um, I just want to read her post. So it says, so if you can't see, I have about a thousand times more patience. My energy and mood levels stay more upbeat and consistent throughout the day. My mind is clearer. I can tote all my kids around without getting tired. I don't have to pull at my clothes all day long. Honestly, the gains are endless. Oh, and functionality for sexy time is, and then she put like a emoji. <laughs> Get you some, girl. So <laughs> she talks about that she started with the ebook and then she moved into TTSL daily and um, started fine tuning the way she was eating to be a little bit more plant based, but nothing too strict. And then she says, uh, first of all, I'm so proud of myself. It took me a long time to hop back on the fitness train after my last baby. I started and stopped at least half a dozen times before I became consistent. Half a dozen times, you would not be able to tell that by these photos because you just can't mm. see the struggle in in those photos. Yeah. She said, change doesn't happen overnight. Lots and lots of baby steps. Many goals met and shattered. Lots of schedule shuffling, guilt maneuvering to make time for myself with a family of six. Six. I know. that Sometimes that just leaves me... <laughs> shuddered at the thought of all those children. She says, but I'm proof that you can do it. Take the first step. Even if you have to take it a few times, you're worth it. And oh my God. I mean. I know. Every time I read it, it just like it gets me. <laughs> I know. I know. It just, it's so. It's just that. Thing. Yeah. It it just reminds me that it's so much more than a before and after. And that's what we really wanted to focus this podcast around is that there are so many, so many fitness gains and losses that you can physically see, right? We can measure in inches. We can measure in we don't recommend measuring on the scale. We can measure in before and after or before and now photos. We can measure in performance-based goals, which is how we suggest, which is looking at what your body can do and measuring that. But those are all measurable things. And those are really, really great. But there are so many things that are not measurable that you gain from fitness. And we just really wanted to talk about them. I think it's a really overlooked part of the journey because it's not it's not measurable by other means. You know what I mean? Like we can't all um, look at a picture and just be like, oh my God, I clearly see the difference here. But it's a measure of like your quality of life. And I think that's why it gets me so much because I always preach to that we want you to live your best, happiest, healthiest life. And when we talk about performance-based goals or when we talk about changing our diets to include things that are going to give us more energy throughout the day, more clarity, um, better sleep so that we can function throughout the day and so that we can be present, not just physically present, but present in our relationships and in our job and just in our life. And I think that's something that I really personally have found through fitness and just 
hope for every person to be able to be present in the things that in your life and the things that you enjoy and being present for six children if you have them and being present in your career and getting the things that you want out of this life and experiencing that joy. And I think that's it's just such a powerful thing that that we can't see on a scale or in pictures and or anything else. It's always weird when when you have changes that no one else can see because obviously you can describe them, but like no one else sort of has the benefits of the changes except you. Well, they they do get the better. They get the better you, but it's really hard. It's really hard because it's over a longer period of time. So it's not just like a mood swing that like the next day you're just in a better mood and now I just feel more energetic and whatever. It's like over time And this is something that I've really thought about as we had started to discuss what has, what has fitness brought to our lives on a daily basis? What changes has that made internally? And sometimes I think about the person that I was five or six years ago and what were my thoughts? What were they? Were they healthy? Were they, um, were they healthy for me, for my relationships? How was I present to other people around me? What was my energy levels look like? And for me, those two people are like night and day. And like only, I mean, other people around me experience that. I mean, you know that the person that showed up at your dinner table and just like sat there <laughs> for like a year and a half. <laughs> you did come to dinner for like a year and a half in a row and we enjoyed having you. Thank you for being there. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you 2000% that I, and you know, I'm, I don't live inside your head. The changes in you were so notable that what it's like, well, I guess I'm your sister, so that's kind of like unfair advantage, but it's almost it almost is like you're thinking out loud. Like I can hear what you're thinking. And when you um before you found fitness, I think that your internal thoughts that I could hear out loud were a lot of really loud insecurities, just like screaming insecurities and um and constant like judging yourself. And when you come around now, I don't hear those screaming. It sounds like confidence. Mm, Yeah. It's amazing because I know a lot of people who have listened to this podcast, they know for me personally and you, they know who we are now and what that looks like and what that sounds like and how that comes on a podcast. And five years ago, even if someone asked me to start a podcast, I would have said no. Hard no. I would have said I am not – my words are not eloquent enough. I don't, I won't say the right things. The world will probably hate me. It would just, it would just not have happened because you are a hundred percent right. Like the confidence that seems so second nature now when I walk around was not even like, I couldn't even, I couldn't even access it. And I don't even think that you thought it was normal or possible. See, that's the thing. Right now we're in what I consider to be just overall in general, a very data-driven society. When we hear from women, they want to know how many pounds they're going to lose, how many inches they're going to lose. They want to see these dramatic before and after photos. And it is all about like the data. We're like obsessed with fat. Oh yeah. Like the Fitbit and the the data is forefront. It's king. And I always want to just 
second guess. I, I'm not second guess, but I, I, I want to challenge it, I guess, as the most important thing and as the be all end all, because at a certain point, when you start to check in with the data first, before you start to check in with yourself, you've sort of lost sight as to why we're doing this in the first place, right? And it's not necessarily to close a ring or your Apple watch or to see these dramatic before and after photos. Those are nice and those are rewards for your hard work. But I think that in this incredibly data-driven society, we've kind of forgotten to check in with ourselves. And I think, like you said, the idea that this is going to give you so much more that you can't see that isn't going to be able to be tracked, it doesn't seem as sexy until you get to the other side of it. And you're like, wow, how many push-ups I can do or how many steps I've taken today seems really irrelevant compared to the fact that I don't second guess myself anymore. I don't pull at my clothes anymore. I don't walk by mirrors and like go, oh God. Those things are like in the big scheme of things, I don't know. I call them the unseeable gains, like the gains that are so big and can't be seen by other people, but are really the difference maker. Yeah. I mean, when you stop focusing on some of those other things, like, you know, going by the mirror and being like, oh, oh God, or like how many times you subconsciously pull your clothes throughout the day and that you're worrying about, you know, if, if people can see this thing or if they're thinking this thing or, you know, all of those things, once you move those thoughts aside, move those doubts and those, you know, negative feelings aside, you kind of make room in your head and in your space for a lot more of the confidence and the the positivity and the ideas and just room for things that you actually want to make well, It's like for. it's room for you, right? Yeah. Once you can push yeah. all of those things, those outside forces of like what people are thinking or what you look like to the outside or if this shirt is clinging to you. Or your worries, yeah. right? It's like your, your worries that are like, is this, it could not even have to do with your physical appearance. Like, is this thing going to happen? Or is this relationship going to fall apart? Or what happens if I lose my job? Or what if I take this leap for a different job? Like the worries that consume you when you've built up different things. And for me, that has been building up some strength and some confidence. And once you build that up in yourself, you make room for the possibilities because the worries go to the side. It's such an amazing thing. And when I was thinking about like what this has meant to me and like my unseeable gains, I have like a definitely a different road from you. I think that you have certainly taken this and built a tremendous amount of confidence and self-worth and just like in general, you just, your feelings of insecurity are so much more outweighed by your feelings of confidence. I don't really have a confidence problem going into <laughs> Never have. <laughs> when I wasn't fit, I didn't have a confidence problem either. I just—it's just not. That's not my Achilles. So, like, I kind of have like a different 
backwards version. So when I found fitness, you know, I really dive into everything like a hundred and fifty nine hundred thousand percent. And just like I did my coffee today. <laughs> and I like always go really, 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 really hard on it. And I always want to, you know, like really do it a thousand percent. And so that's what happened to me when I found fitness. And then, um, you know, I started a family, then I had to dial it way back. And then I got injured, um, after I had my son, cause I had a severe diastasis. Then I had to, everything started backsliding. So I used to judge my fitness and the importance of fitness in my life through my performance-based goals. Like I am crushing fitness because X, Y, and Z, I have seven unbroken muscle ups. I have 46 unbroken push-ups. like whatever. I, I used the data and I judged on what my body can do. And that's how I judge the importance of fitness in my life. And <laughs> unfortunately, all of my performance-based goals have now backslided. So like they're all going the wrong direction and I can't do the things that I once used to do. And so now I like had this sort of come to Jesus moment. Cause I was like, there was a little bit of time where I was like, well, why even go? Why even bother? I can't do the things I used to do. I can't lift the weight I used to do. So like, why is this important to me anymore? And I just felt like there was no more gains to be had. Like I got all the gains and now that's it. Um, so I think that I had to like relearn this whole thing. And it's funny because I was so not accounting for all those unseeable things, like the amount of stress relief it gives me. That's what I yeah. use fitness for. Yeah. And I didn't realize that until I stopped and took a break from fitness and I was like, ah, screw it. I can't even do any of the stuff I used to do. So why even bother? And then I was like, wow, I am strung out. I have incredible anxiety. I'm snapping on everyone all day. Like what's the, what happened here? Oh, is it my kid? Well, probably yes, a little bit, <laughs> but also like, what was the change here? And I didn't even recognize it until I said, you know what? I should start working out again. I can run a fitness group for crying out loud. So I started working out again and then I started seeing like, oh, oh, mm, yeah. I feel less anxious. Mm -hmm. I feel less mm -hmm. stressed. And those are not, I couldn't gauge those in a performance-based goal. I couldn't track them on an app, but they were missing from my life. And now I feel like I'm finally getting them back. Mm, yeah. We've talked about this like a little bit as finding your reason why and just like feeling what it brings into your life. But I think one of the most underutilized effects, I guess, that, that we put our um, focus on is how much for, and I've talked about this in the past as someone who has ADD, <laughs> how much of a relief and just like when I, when my anxiety gets high, that it just like immediately like gives that breath, even if it has nothing to do with the performance that day or working towards like any of my goals for like on a bigger scheme, it's just for that day so that like I can just get my release in my time that will bring me back to some type of like functioning level. <laughs> no, totally. When I read Kayla's post and she opened up with like, I have a thousand times more patience. That was like all moms are looking for. 
<laughs> They're like, where's my patient? Is it under the couch? <laughs> Where can I find that? <laughs> right, which one of you six kids? <laughs> <laughs> so I think, I don't, I think that that's why it really rung to me because it was like, I'll go into the gym and I'm like, that's it. I'm going to kill this kid today. <laughs> I have nothing left. Like I have no more patience for this like ridiculous three-year-old. And all I need is like 45 minutes and I come out and I've like filled up the bank again. Like I was out of fucks, but now I got more. It yeah. filled my fuck You bank. found him in the gym. <laughs> Oh, not that kind. Not that kind of hug. <laughs> That's a different kind of stress relief. Also important. <laughs> no, but like it, I just feel like it fills up your my personal ability to persevere through like what I am perceiving as hardships or things that I feel like I don't have any more patience for or I don't have any more energy for. I just feel like you get that 45 minutes and you move and you sweat and you breathe hard and you accomplish things and you go like, wow, it filled it up. And it seems like it should be like sort of draining you of things because you're, you know, you're working so hard, but actually it's like filling up my cup so that when I come out, I have more patience than when I went in for my son. And it's, it's, it's just kind of cool. I don't know. It's kind of cool in that way. I just think when we originally started talking about this episode before this post, we were, we always called it the fitness trampoline, which I still feel like is a great way to describe what fitness is for me and you. But mm -hmm. I think mom actually, mom yeah, actually yeah. <laughs> it was mom that coined the phrase, the fitness trampoline. Cause when we were asking her, like, what do you, you know, what's your biggest takeaway? Like, what do you think you've gained the most from getting stronger and getting fitter and starting TTSL and stuff? And she was like, oh, far and away, fitness is my trampoline. And when we asked her about that, she said that like it, it catches her. And what she means by that is like when when things around her start bringing her down, like the winter in New England, the political climate, the just like overall stress she might have from her job or in the house, like things that are um, seem to be like pulling her down, fitness like trampolines are back up. It catches you and springs you back up. And I guess I describe it as like filling up my – my bank of patience and she describes it as her trampoline. But I mean, either way, it's sort of a safety net. It's my rock. Okay. There you go. <laughs> it's a safety net. It's the one, the thing, one thing that like doesn't. Yeah. It's the one thing for me, like it's not going to change. I can count on it. It's just me. It's, it's the one, it's the one thing that I can like hold on to that I know is not going anywhere. Like it, 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 I can just turn to it regardless of even if like I don't have a gym to go to, it's within me. So like I don't need anything else. It's like my rock. It's so interesting how each person sort of uses it in their life. But I think that the commonality of people who have really made it a part of their life long term and see the benefits of it is that it's it's just always going to be so much more than anything that you can measure in inches, in pounds, in 
number of push-ups. Like it's just always going to be more than that. And we have like a society that I, in my opinion, especially right now is really, really stressed, is really, really anxious, yeah. has really angry, angry. Yep. has really yeah. low self-confidence and a low perception of self and therefore is not very resilient, is having a hard time bouncing back from like the stuff that life it is inevitably going to throw at you. And all of those things I just listed, I can personally say are, I mean, science also shows it, that movement and exercise and fitness affects all of those in a positive way. So like if you're too stressed, you fitness. If mm -hmm. you are <laughs> too tired, if you're too tired, fitness. <laughs> too angry, too sad. <laughs> it's true though. It's true. It's like the the medicine for um all of the things that we are all experiencing and we're considering sort of to be ailments, it's like the medicine. And I just want to say too that like I know when a lot of people are looking at listening to this, sometimes you're thinking like, well, that's just not how it is for me. And you might be thinking like, that's just not how it is for me, but maybe not right now. And I just want to bring up since like mom had come up with this like idea to call it like the fitness trampoline. And she would not have said that in her fifties, early fifties <laughs> or in her forties, or you know what I mean? Like this is, this can be found and implemented into your life and adjusted and readjusted so many times. And it's going to have so many adjustments for how it is in your life. And like, there isn't the like, well, I'm this age and I just, it, I haven't found it yet. So it's never going to happen. Like you can find this and, and like, like the Kayla's post is just talking about like how many little steps and start overs and half a dozen restarts that it might take to like put this into your life and then see these long-term changes. Like I just want to remind that because I think sometimes we get discouraged if we're at one point in our journey and we're like, well, I'm just not finding that joy right now. And the reason why we do some of these episodes is to really look at those like longer term results with just little steps over time. And like what that can lead to in your life. Totally. Couldn't agree more. And it's almost like fitness will sort of find the thing that is that you need right then. Right. Because like Kayla is like a young mom and she's taking care of littles. And the thing that she needs is some patience and energy. And she wants to be able to pick her kids up all day without being tired. However, those are not things that are important in mom's life right now. She doesn't have any littles and she doesn't need to be able to tote kids around all day or have enough patience for them, but it gives her a different thing that she might be lacking in her life. And you don't have to have patience for six little kids, but you need <laughs> something and it gives you that. So it's almost like it fills the gap wherever you need it. And that's why I think it's appropriate to say like 
at, at all times in your life, it can always be there to catch you if you fall. It can always be there to give you something that you might need at that point, whether it's you're a young mom or you're a 64-year-old woman or you have no kids and you're um, just starting your fitness journey. Like it's always going to be there to catch you when you need it. If you've taken a long hiatus from fitness, like I can feel that. And and I think your perspective is so valuable right now too, because you've you've felt it and then not and then not had it and kind of forgotten. You know, when like you're away from something and you kind of forget like what the other small pieces that it gives you until you like really like have really find it again. You're like, oh my god, yeah. I missed you. I forgot. Yeah, it's 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 really true. But as you said and you alluded to really well, how many times? Have I started over and said, all right, guys, I'm really going to start working out. And then like things have gotten in my way. I've gotten in my way. It, it just wasn't possible to get to the gym that day. I didn't want to get to the gym that day. Like I just as everybody does have these starts and restarts and restarts and restarts. But um, I think that the important thing is, is that you keep in the back of your mind even if there are not notable, measurable things, even if I don't have an incredible before and after picture for right now, that doesn't mean that I don't have fitness as my trampoline to catch me and, and push me back up. I know that it's there. And even if I can't measure it, even if I can't see it, I know Mm -hmm. that it's there and that I need it. And I think that that's what keeps the longevity of fitness and makes it a part of your life forever. And that's what we're really all looking for, right? How do we do this, you know, consistently and forever? Yeah, to positively affect our lives. So we talked about mood and stress a little bit. Um, we talked, we touched on a little bit your perception of self, which I kind of want to dive into that a little bit too, is just... When you are, so there's several, like different people have several hobbies and they're their stress relief, right? And there are things they get into. And like maybe sometimes for me, this is super odd, but like coloring or like doing some kind of like quiet, like arts and crafts things with my hands can be like a stress relief. So I like keep them around in my apartment, fun fact. Um, <laughs> but so I, that was just an example of like other things that kind of that you might think are like hobbies or other forms of tra- stress relief, but they have no other hobbies like that that are outside of you have really no effect of your like perception of yourself right? Which is like unique to if you use, if you want to put like fitness in like a hobby, like I'm air bunnying because like your health isn't a hobby, but (laughs) if you want to put it in that category, there are several things, there are not as many things that have the effect of your perception of yourself because there's a difference in working on yourself and building your inner strength that comes out to your physical strength that can really be put in another category, right? So one of the things that I just like to bring up is, and we've talked about this before, is when you are doing things physically and you might be like lifting or running or building yourself up physically, your body's response is, I'm getting stronger. 
Like, I am resilient. It doesn't say, like, my bicep is working really hard. <laughs> like, that's not the message that your body, that your brain is getting. It's getting the strength and the confidence that's, like, building, even if you don't feel it. Like, your, like, conscious thought can be, like, oh, my God, my legs are really sore. Like, my quad is working really hard. But your brain's getting a different message. Your brain's getting, like, we are, we're working really hard. I'm a hard worker. <laughs> Things like that that start to build up your perception of yourself being a hard worker, being strong, being fast, being resilient, making it through another round of that workout. You're like, oh, I, may I did make it through that other round. You can do hard things. I know that we have said this before and I know that we say it on a daily basis in group and it's just that important is that <laughs> – Doing little hard things every day makes you more able, confident, and resilient to do the hard things that are absolutely inevitably going to come up in your life. So, and you know, you have that confidence that you've been there before and that you can do it. And I just really want to touch on lastly, the way you interact with other people when you have fitness and, and movement as, uh, you know, a part of your, a part of your life. I have heard from a lot of, a lot of women that sometimes, you know, because it's only been very positive for me in my interactions with other people. I have only seen other people react better to me because I think I'm nicer and friendlier <laughs> when I have a little bit of fitness in my day. But I want to just say this because I think it's relevant. I have spoken to a lot of girls who have said that their newfound confidence and the shifts that it has brought them in their personality and their perception of themselves have been less than accepted by some of the people around them. And have you heard this before? Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's so heartbreaking, but I don't know. It's so heartbreaking because when you, and this is very common, when you start to build yourself up, there's going to be two types of people that are around you. There's going to be the ones that say, finally, you realize what an amazing human you are and the potential you have. And I've been waiting for this. I've been chomping at the bit waiting for you to realize how amazing you are. And then there's the other side who go, well, now you're outshining me. What am I supposed to do? And you see, you see the difference between those two people, right? <laughs> you see the difference and you can probably think of them if you have any of these and you can have a mixture of them around you, but you want to be careful by the, the amount of time that you spend with the, the latter, the second one that I mentioned, because, you know, when you start outgrowing people, it can be really scary for them and it can be really threatening and it doesn't necessarily have to do with you, but it shines light on the things that they aren't doing for themselves, that the life, the life that they're not living that they want to, and, you know, the, the capabilities that they're not reaching. So it really doesn't have, and I wanted to say that out there, it does not have anything to do, it doesn't have to do with you. It has to do with the reflection that is back on them. So that's just, that's the first thing. But you have to also to some extent, preserve yourself and what you 
you know, what you're willing to have around you, I guess. It's true. And that's a really hard thing. It's a really, really hard thing when you feel like you finally started to find yourself and the people around you are like, well, I don't like that version. <laughs> like, but yeah. wait, but I feel yeah. like this is the true me. So like, do you not like the true me? And I just also want to offer as a perspective, sometimes people just need an adjustment period. Sometimes it's not that they're not down for you and it's not that they're, you know, that they need to be removed from your life. Change is hard. Change is hard. And people resist change. And most people. So if you're exhibiting some shifts and some changes, that might be off-putting to some people at first, but just give them a chance because they may come around and realize, wow, this new you is amazing. I just love all the changes I'm seeing in you. It was a little bit like weird at first because change is weird. I just want to, you know, offer the fact that, you know, some people do need a little bit of an adjustment period, but of course that you got to let the you shine and the way that you interact with others, even on a short-term basis, like I haven't moved today. I haven't worked out and I have worked out. Like I know that those are two people that interact differently <laughs> with, I mean, yeah. and I'm just talking on a day-to-day -day basis. Like, I mean, I'm cranky <laughs> when I don't get to move. And I think it's that stress relief and the release of that energy. And it sort of has to go somewhere. And sometimes it comes out in, in nasty ways to people if I don't get to bring it to the gym floor. But um, if you're not that kind of person, if you're a little bit more of someone that is a little bit more even keeled and you don't feel like you need that stress relief, just don't forget the way that you interact with others and the confidence that you exude and the ability to get the things that you want in your life because of that, that is things that are going to be changed by having confidence through fitness and that fitness absolutely can have an effect on the way that you interact with everybody around you. A hundred percent. I really love that one because you just see it like, you, you know, I can talk about my personal experience of, of that, but like when you see it with other people and just how it changes our interactions, um, when you've built up that confidence, it's just like so, so noticeable. Like when you're feeling more assured and comfortable in your own skin and confident in your own skin, the way you perceive of even perceive like other people's reactions, maybe to you or their words, it's just very different right? Like it's, it's not always on the like defense or like that. Was she talking about me? That must've been about me. Well, no, it, like it could have nothing to do with you. Cause I'm so sure who I am, like whatever. I know. <laughs> like, nothing will change that. I know who I am. <laughs> so people's words, they, they have less it's, weight. It really is true. Or they have the weight that they should have had all along. <laughs> which is whatever is below what your inner dialogue says is the truth. So, um, yeah, I just, you know, I just think that like, I wish we could, <laughs> we could sort of make like a scale of like these things, like how much better is your mood 
mm, and move it points so that people could have like yeah. measurable. I wish it was like the drunk glasses. You know what I mean? Like in six months, if you keep the same little habit every day and it could be like, you know, this like small one, it's like small step. And then you like put it on and then you just feel everything that you like, your mind goes to like clarity, your patience, you're like, patience level goes up like all these things like imagine if oh, that that's so cool just, yes because just even for like 10 minutes just to give the hope to like hang on like keep these things in place like keep your habits in place even on the days that you don't have motivation that you don't want to that you can't remember these words or how good it will feel like it's just not in your mind to just show up and give what you have that day if like you could just have that little like tangible thing to hold on to maybe it'll be this podcast I don't know (laughs) the glasses no that's I I've never thought of it like that but it's it's true that you know we can always sort of envision ourselves as you know with a lower body fat percentage and I'll look like this and if I have more muscle I'll look like this or I'll feel really proud of myself when I can get my first pull-up or my first push-up but we don't often sit in that feeling of wow, if I felt less stressed, this is how it would feel. And if I felt more confident, this is how that would feel. And it's, it's really true. And this is, this is you just bopping around like in your confidence and yourself comfortable in your own skin. Like if I, I, I just know how hard that is to imagine because if I talked to myself six years ago and said, Kelsey, in this many years, you're going to be very comfortable with your shirt off on camera, working out all the time with your first step, working out with your shirt off and other people there. I would have been like, <gasps> never. I couldn't even wear shorts. Like I couldn't even wear spandex shorts. Cause I was like, I have too much cellulite. Like that was my forefront beyond like what I was like comfortable or cool in or whatever. Like I just couldn't even, those two people could not talk. Like if I could say, Kelsey, like this, this will happen. I would have been like, yeah, okay. <laughs> you don't know the clarity that you don't have right now because like in a year you'll, you'll understand how much better your brain could work. I'd be like, no, my brain just doesn't work like that. It works too fast. It's too, it's too cluttered in there. I'm never going to be uncluttered. Like that's how it kind of how I think of my brain is like clutter, but like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it's wild. It's wild. Unseeable gains are unseeable for that reason, but it doesn't make them any less important any less life-changing. I mean, I don't know. The unseeable gains are just sometimes for me, I think they're more important (laughs) than the ones that you can see. So um, I would encourage everybody, if you um, are in our Facebook group, let us know what your favorite unseeable gain has been. What is or a list. Yeah. Of like, like, yeah. I mean, there's probably a long list, honestly, because my, I, I know both of ours were, were long, but, um, what's that one thing that you couldn't show someone in a picture or, t- or demonstrate for them in push-ups or back squats or whatever? What's that one thing or a couple things that no one can see that fitness has gave you? I just think it's a really important exercise. Yeah. And I want to hear everyone's because those kinds of posts literally make my heart so happy and they make all of this worthwhile and make me remember why I got to (laughs) trudge to the gym every day, even though my three-year-old is refusing literally to go up the stairs. 
Um, <laughs> why I huck him over my shoulder and go anyways, because there are unseeable things that I'm going to get from that session that I, I wouldn't be able to get without it. Yeah. All right, guys, have an amazing week. Can't wait to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. If you'd like to join our movement, head over to the Facebook group and take part in our free weekly workouts for a chance to win some badass gear. Search Fitness Programming by CVG on Facebook. We're in there every day. It's a perfect place to get in touch with us. This podcast is made possible by Constantly Varied Gear, so be sure to check out constantlyvariedgear.com. See you next week. Crush your goals.